0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hey, it's time to check back in with Bruce Jean, the fishing machine, who is also Bruce Jean, the traveling machine. We'll find out about his bucket list trip, we'll find out about that big muskie he caught, and we'll find out about the hot walleye bite in not necessarily hot temperatures on Rainy Lake. It's all coming up. I'll turn the lake into a big old mess. I never use less than 20-pound tails. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, who is there? soon you're going to be, yeah. I catch more fishes than the seagulls.
1: This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
0: Hey, we got him back on the show, Bruce Jean, who's been a traveling machine, not to mention a fishing machine. And, Bruce, uh, we're going to hear all those stories soon, but first of all, thanks for being here again. Oh, thanks for having me, Kev. It's always a pleasure. Well, you've just gone off the water, and uh, let's get caught up on that first. Uh, not, not necessarily a fun day the last couple of days to be out on the water. It's been kind of nasty weather here, and, and certainly sounds like over there, too.
1: Well, yeah, you know, you guys had that 67 mile hour winds the last few days. We, we It also came straight up, and boy, did we have a wicked storm. We were duck-dodging and weaving yesterday, lightning straight down. We didn't have the big winds, but it was 40 to 50, and there were some pretty good-sized whitecaps out there, so that mm. always makes it entertaining to dodge those.
0: Oh, yeah, isn't that fun? And uh, you had some wind today, but you were catching fish.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it went from yesterday we had in the morning, it was about 86 degrees. It was hot. The storms rolled in about two in the afternoon. And since that, the thermometer, the the bottom has just fallen right out. So I know today we woke up, it was like 53 degrees, 30 mile an hour north wind. It felt like, what, October all over again. It is September already. I don't know where (laughs) that happened. But, um, you know, and just one week ago today, we're fly fishing in the rivers in Alberta in Banff area, and catching fun bull trout like you know just and then you know what eighteen inches of water and today we're fishing in thirty six feet of water, and catching <laughs> big walleye, so a little bit of difference in fishing,
0: yeah, no kidding, we'll get into that trip a little bit later, but um it sounds like the walleye bite is just insane up on rainy right now,
1: so you know we do a lot of four hour trips with our guides and you know, you fish from eight to noon, you come in. Um, I I'm buying about three scoops of chubs for every single four hour trip. And we're catching anywhere from 60, 80 walleyes in a four hour guide trip. And, you know, granted we're in a small fish bite right now. Um, but you know, the, the fish that we're cleaning are anywhere from 14 to 17 inches. They're just nice keepers. The slot size is 18 to 26. So you have to keep the smaller ones, but it's incredible. And, and the amount of fish that we're killing is very low the water temperature dropped um and it's one of those where i the clients are slow down enjoy the fight and as you're winding it in the odds of catching a big northern are really good case in point this morning i had a nice couple out from atlanta and we're winding fish in and and i'm saying wind them in slow well this the the gal had a uh, it's about a 14-inch walleye, and she sets the hook, and it, the rod bends, and it's like, you know, just a typical nice fight. And then all of a sudden the rod just bent over, and her reel goes, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and that drag is just appealing out of there. So it's like, okay, here it goes. And uh, as it's getting closer, I'm like, just gradual, don't pull hard. That thing surfaced, Kev, and it had that 14-inch walleye, and its eyes were sticking up and it's coming right at the boat. And she goes, holy crap, it's an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> as, as it's coming into the boat, it's looking right at us. And it's, it's slow, and I just have small rubber walleye nets because I don't catch big fish, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I
1: just grab that thing. I scoop the walleye, the, the northern, and a huge wall of water. I just threw it right into the boat. <laughs> well, that northern let go as soon as it hit the net and it flipped in, and it's now a 41-inch northern, Kev. is wow. flopping in the boat. It flicks her Diet Coke out <laughs> of the holder. It's got slime everywhere. She's screaming. Her husband's laughing at her, and this northern is all over the place because it's not in the net, right? Like it doesn't fit the rubber walleye net. Oh, my goodness. It took a while for us to settle down after yeah. that one. <laughs> what, what, a, what an experience that was. But that's what you get while catching walleyes. You can actually see these fish on the down scan, and, um, you know, I use active target mounted solid in the back. But we can see these fish, and they're six, eight feet off bottom, and they're just trolling the bottom for walleyes that are are frisky and want to go up in the air like that. So it's pretty cool.
0: 41-inch northern. That's a big northern on any lake. It was a
1: dandy. And, and it had just eaten because there was a big lump in it uh, as well. And you know, I never keep big trophy fish like that. So we got some awesome pictures and, and let it go. But, um, yeah, it, it's that's a Danny. It was probably 18 to 20-pound northern. But you want to talk about a fight because you don't have it. Because cause she had the walleye in the mouth, and the northern had a bit the side and the tail of the walleye. Mm. So it even has more pulling power, but it didn't want to let go of that walleye. So. Yeah, it was It was like you with your uh, cheeseburger from McDonald's. You will never let go of that. When you... <laughs> no, don't even try. Don't I even know try. it.
0: I know it. Wow. Yeah, um, so And and fun. Wow, absolutely. And, and how, I, I, were these people that typically vacation up here, were they new to the area?
1: No, they're repeat customers, and, okay. and they know that um, this time of the year is a good time to do that. And, you know, frankly, the last month or so has been good with that and um just you know they're they're very well trained fishermen by this time we've been fishing together about 15 years and uh, so they come up and enjoy the area And um, we, we fish together and tell stories together and you know their kids are gone and out of the house so it's just the two of them now but we used to get get together and they are telling stories about their kids and how we used to fish together as far as you know, all of these similar stories, but nothing with a northern that big before. So but it's good. The repeat customers are always a blast. Absolutely. And then be,
0: uh, in the picture that uh, people will see on uh, on the Facebook post, uh, the social post, uh, is a picture of a beast you caught uh, prior to your trip, which we'll talk about in a moment.
1: But tell us the story of that beauty. So we were using active, or we were using um, live scope, and we we're a musky fish in camp. Okay. And so you know you have the live scope on the side and, and we're we're trolling an area looking for what we call underwater logs. And these muskies are roughly six to ten feet down. And we saw this muskie and we were we just started trolling and it showed up on, on uh live scope there. So the Lawrence active target, you can see Let's. Well, I'm just going to tell you it was a 53 and a half inch muskie. Wow, Wow. long and skinny. But you can see the tail in the live scope. You can see the side angle of the tail. So when you see the side angle, you know which way is the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can tell that it has a a slope. So what you do is you throw your lure in front of the muskie. So on the on the nose or the the mouth side of the muskie. And that's how we're fishing those now. And some people say it's cheating. You shouldn't be able to use that. But, I mean, we're using the electronics that we have. I mean, we threw a a couple different lures in front of it. And the one that we threw was a double cowgirl, red and black, okay? And that's one of my favorite lures but we threw that front and it hit that, like, as soon as it landed in the water, we let the lure drop. You can actually see your lure drop in front. Like, that's how incredible these electronics <laughs> are, Kev. I know. And so it dropped and it, as it's coming back to the boat, you can see this, the fish literally go after it. And the worst part about that is sometimes you want to set the hook too quickly. Um, but yeah, we got it. it. It was a fight. It was probably about a six, eight minute fight only, but... Talk about fun. And uh, got some good pictures, and, and the fish is very healthy and living and will live to fight another day, I hope. So it was fun. So how often do you actually go
0: musky fishing?
1: So we do we do quite a few trips, uh, especially in August and September. Um, and I will actually be doing a lot of muskie trips. I have four booked around the metro area, Minneapolis area, northwest. Uh, the Wright County. Um, there's some fun musky lakes we have up there. So, um, but uh, you know, I would say in summer generally about 12 to 15 musky trips.
0: Okay, so so it's not it's not brand new to you by any stretch.
1: No, in fact, you know, I've been. This is my 30th year in in the guide world, and on my days off, you know, most people wouldn't go do what they do for work, but I go musky fishing, and it's it's a fun way to you know clear your brain and cast 10 12,000 times to catch a fish this active target has actually changed that a lot where you don't throw as many casts you're looking more and, and oh there's one over there you, you lock the motor up and you start throwing right in front of the nose of it and and it's it's really changed how you musky fish
0: bruce dean is my guest today and bruce you went on uh with oh i think you you phrased it a, a bucket list trip
1: i did kevin and you know Going to Banff is is uh, you know it's been, I think you know everyone I talk to you're like oh I've always wanted to go there it's amazing. Um, we stayed at a resort. It's called the Coliseum Mountain Resort. Um, Kurt Wallbeck, a guy that uh, we fish with, Rainy guiding us, fish with him uh, as far as outdoor bound TV. I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but mm-hmm. he's, he, he's on ABC. He's, he's airs. I think it's. Uh, I think he does 52 shows a year. So he's, he's busy filming, but he also owns this resort. It's between Banff and Jasper. And it's right smack dab in the middle of the two. So if you want to go to either one, um, but, but the, the two places and you know, the, the national parks of those two, but where he's at is out of the park just a little bit. And, you know, he has access to some of the best hiking, the best tours and, and he actually has access to the hunting and fishing in the area. He has keys to gates that nobody else does to get to fishing spots. Um, we were fly fishing in some of the most pristine water that's never been fished before. Um, and, you know, just the the trip out to Banff, as far as that goes, you know, practice your fly fishing before you go. And if you're going to book with him, I strongly recommend if you're going to go to Banff, check it out. It The place is incredible. Um, but the fishing, the hunting, like he does it all. He, he has elk hunting, moose hunting trips, bear trips, um, uh, it, just uh, everything out there. But Alberta is a beautiful place. Ever been, Kev?
0: I've uh, never been to Alberta, no.
1: Yeah. But I, um,
0: same thing I've been told. Got to go to Banff. Got
1: to go to Banff. It, you do. Um, you know, everyone's heard of, you know, Moraine Lake and Lake Louise mm-hmm. and Emerald Lake. And we saw those as well. You, you, you don't see colors of water like that anywhere on the anywhere else in the world. um We toured a glacier we actually they told us to drink glacier water. We're like well, that's dumb, you know <laughs> you don't need uh beaver dam on Azuma's revenge right well, <laughs> we, we we took a drink of it and it's like sweetened pure water it's incredible, so we dumped out all of our water bottles and and filled them up with uh with glacier water. It was incredible, and of course it's coming right off the glacier so it's about 32.1 degrees but um but you you actually take a, a big six foot high tired bus out on this glacier and you walk around it and you can actually be a part of it and there's an overlook that overlooks the glacier and it's it you know bring your checkbook but know that it's it's, it's an incredible place to go visit um and if I can recommend a place to stay, I mean you could stay in Banff for thousand dollars a night at the Banff Springs Hotel, or you know the Lake Louise uh, mecca of lodging for twelve hundred dollars a night, or you can stay at this Coliseum Resort and have your own cabin, hot tub, overlooking the mountains. It's incredible. So, um, but yeah, a must do. Kev, grab your wife, say, "Honey, we're going to Banff for ten days," and do it. All right. Well, who all you did know. you who all did you hang out with in Banff? So I went with my sister oh, and, okay. um, so, uh, it was a, uh, uh, a trip that we've both have wanted to do. And, um, lo and behold, she had some time off as well. And we got to fish and scout and four wheeler and we rode electric bikes. Um, we went up a gondola that was uh, just about make your nose bleed. You're so high yeah. up, but the, the tour was incredible. Um, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable make the trip it's worth it okay and you mentioned you uh were doing some trout fishing out there we did some some uh stream fishing we hiked in um went through this gated area and that's that's where it all happened it was um you know you're you're fly fishing in an area that nobody else has been before and you're going to these areas and i mean it, it the mountains in the backdrop. Everything is just serene. Um, you know, you're surrounded by elk, moose, and grizzly bear. Like what? Else, what could be better than that? Wow! Um, yeah. Where we were trout, where we were stream fishing, trout fishing, is remember the movie The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes. Yep. They filmed that where we were fishing, oh. and then of course we drove about ten miles past it. But in fact, Leo stayed in the same lodge uh, cabin that we stayed at. So, you know what, Leonardo, Leonardo that's easy for you to say. Yeah. DiCaprio and I have in common? I can't yep. imagine. Well, that's about it. We yeah. stayed in the same cabin. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said
0: we're both left-handed or something like that. Well, actually, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. That'd be a good Google search. <laughs> um, so, the bite now. We're, what do we got to do? I mean, it doesn't. If we go to rainy, it
1: sounds like you just have to throw a, a, a bait in the water and we're going to be good. R- rainy is a jig and a minnow bite, a Lindy rig and a minnow bite. Um, if you could get leeches, they'd probably work too. Um, but it's it's good. I mean, just come on up, and it's going to be good for the next month. You know, they're in a fall bite. They're they're feeding. They're they're you know they're doing what they can to stock up. I'm worried that it's going to be a cold winter as many fishes were, were catching because they're really on the chew right now. So um, the Mille Lacs bite, the smallmouth bite is incredible. And if you want to get on some big bass, look us up and go on a trip out there. It is it lights out right now as well. So the guys there are just pounding the 18 to 20 inch smallmouth. And it's only going to get better until it gets cold here. And then uh The tournament guys of Malax Lake guiding um really kick in with the uh, lead core trolling um the long lining um that's if you want a chance at cracking a thirty inch that 's a good time to do that so okay um obviously and for, then, go ahead and then well if you 're talking about fishing, you know my what used to be my good friend ramney Clausen and, uh, <laughs> and I' fishing the walleye tournament next weekend. What, the 18th or 23rd? I guess that's a few weeks from now. Um, but he's on a really good bite on Bemidji, on Cass. Um, some of the pictures he's been sending me, I think they're Photoshopped, but they're getting really nice fish there. So um, it's it's definitely been a good fall bite in all Minnesota lakes right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and uh, we're just seeing the temps dip, and, uh, you know, they're going to fluctuate from, you know, for a while before the, I, I guess I would call the true fall bite kicks in. Uh, but what are some of the benchmarks you look for to indicate it's, it's time to, to fish like it's, like it's fall?
1: Well, in fact, the owner of Thunderbird and I were just talking about that today. And, and when the aspen, or people call them popple leaves, turn yellow, that's when the start of the fall bite begins. So right now the leaves, the tips are just turning yellow. And a lot of it has to do with the dry fall that we've had as well. Um, But right now, the dark green, you know, evergreens of Rainy Lake are littered with yellow aspen trees, and pretty soon they're going to turn orange and red, and the maples will turn, Um, you know, listening, whatever area you're at, Alexandria, Bemidji, Brainerd, come up to Rainy and make it in the next two to three weeks, because the bite is awesome, and the colors are absolutely incredible right now, so Um, But that's a good indicator that the fall bite is on, is when the first aspen leaves start to turn yellow. Um, And then when you just start harvesting beans and peas out of the garden, that's another good time, too. Absolutely. (laughs) All right.
0: Um, So, it's time to go fishing. Well... Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, if you're not going duck hunting or you know, uh, any of those other types of things that happen to coincide in the fall, uh, it's definitely time to be on the water because, A, there's more room, and, B, the fish are biting.
1: The fish are biting. And, you know, I didn't talk about my favorite fall lake, and that's Gull Lake in Brainerd. Mm. And um, so I fish the Fishing to End Hunger Tournament every year. Um, Nate Gilkey and I are, are going to hopefully – knock it out this year um, we seem to have the kiss of death and we bowed a 29 to 31 inch walleye the day or two before the tournament every year but i will be guiding on gall lake um the week prior to that tournament so the la, la- the first week in october um, and if you want to crack a 30-inch walleye, again, another great place to do it. But the Gull Lake, if the water's cold and the temperature, I mean, it's, it's fun for big fish there, too. So that's kind of a hidden gem that I hope nobody's listening right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good news for me if nobody's listening. One more
1: segment to go with Bruce Jean next. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitfamidji.com This is
0: Mandy Eer, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan's Country Outdoors. Uh, well, do you have my uh, Bruce Jean's uh, fish joke of the day?
1: So, a good friend of mine told me this one. Okay, you ready for it? I, I think so. <clears throat> what did the jig that couldn't catch any fish say?
0: I don't know. What did that jig say?
1: I'm sorry, I'm a failure lure. Failure lure. Nice try. Yeah, it was it was it, it was bad when you told it to me the first time. <laughs> hey,
0: don't. Uh, I
1: mean, I mean Steve, or whoever yes, told me that. Yes, I, I yeah, was. wash my hands of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how, good stuff. Are you ready for a meandering five? You know, uh, people have told me that I need to answer these quicker. So um, I actually had quite a few inquiries in the last fiasco interview that we had, and <laughs> they said your Fast Five needs to be quicker. So I'll try, Kev. Okay. I'll try.
0: All right. Here we go. Bruce Jean, Fast Five. One, two, three. fast Five. Question number
1: one. You got milk? I do. You two, do. 2%. <laughs> always in the fridge. Got to have honey nut Cheerios for breakfast. All right.
0: So, white milk or, or, or chocolate milk?
1: White for sure. Come okay. on,
0: Kevin. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Some people. Uh, okay, me. good, good. Alright, you're heading down the road, you're in a rocking mood, you wanna crank the music up really loud. Are you rocking out to AC D C or KISS?
1: Oh you know, I do love me some KISS, but I'm an A C D C guy. Oh I hear that. I hear that. We We were actually just talking about the drummer. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he got in What's a little his bit name? of trouble. Phil Phil Rudd. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. He
0: got in a little bit of trouble. Though. Yep, no, that that happened. <laughs> hope not to any, not to me. I hope not. No more me. Yeah. So, all right. Question number three: uh, Were you like a superhero comic book or movie guy?
1: Um, yes. Uh, you know, Spider Man's always been one of my favorites. Um, but you know, how do you beat Superman? So,
0: well, that, that was my question. Are are you a Marvel or a DC guy?
1: Oh gosh, Marvel for sure. Yeah. And how do you how do you not like Iron Man?
0: You know? Right. Oh no, Iron Man's hilarious.
1: Love him. Yeah, Man. he's great. He's great. He's great.
0: All right, question number 4. Who is the better duck? Daffy or Donald?
1: Oh boy, if I could imitate it right now it'd be a perfect time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll probably go with Donald because he didn't put up with any crap. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one, Kev. Come I know. On. How about you? Which one are you?
0: Oh, I'm Daffy. Uh, I, I think Daffy's one of the funniest cartoon characters of all time. He's he's always in trouble, and he's a, and he's, a, he's not
1: much of a hero by
0: any stretch, but he is hilarious. So
1: well, there you go. I'm, now I'm going to have to do some googling and, and read up on my duck comic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: All right, and finally question 5, we are going to uh we're going to explore the uh, intellectual side of Bruce Jean. What is Oh no. If you f- ask me a Washington DC no. historical trivia <laughs> question, I'm out. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. All Just right. Just simple question. What okay. is your favorite book?
1: Hmm. So, I you know, it, it, when, as a middle school principal, I was in a book club and, and I'd read with the sixth grade boys as far as we had similar interests and that was my reading level ability, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and you got to pick every week a different book. And I always picked like The Outdoor to Build a Fire, Jack London's Call of the Wild, you know. Um, and I think probably The Call of the Wild, because it had so much um of what my life is like right like that's the outdoorsman in me and and live in the world of of survival and granted I don't need to you know hunt to stay alive but I think that was a lot to do with it so um but since I was just where in where it was filmed um the Revenant, or it was called Lord Grizzly initially, mm. and and that book called Lord Grizzly was probably one of my favorites. Um, I read that in ninth grade, and it kind of stuck with me. I, I polished it off again here before my trip, so I would say that one right now. Okay. Kings and the Giant Peach, because I'm, I'm focused on the kids, um, but as far as entertainment, um, you know, let's go with those. Okay. All right. Good. How about you, how do you um, answer
0: that? Oh, boy. Uh, there's a couple of them I really, really like. Uh, I uh, it's, This is a classic, and it's kind of cliché, but it's, a, it's just a really great book, and that is um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Still love that book. Yep. And uh, uh, a very similar one um, done by um, William Kent Kruger. Um, okay. Minnesota author. He did one called uh, Ordinary Grace, which was kind of a... Uh, same type of book, uh, kind of a memoir of him growing up in a town that's very similar to New Orleans, Minnesota. So that, if you've okay. never read that one, that's a, that's a good
1: book to read. Okay. So, good to
0: know. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to read any of The Hunger Games? I did not.
1: No. Okay. Um, if you're into that sci-fi stuff, that was not bad as well. You notice I'm all in the middle level reading?
0: <laughs> I can tell where you where you
1: spent the bulk of your career, yes. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, you know, In Fisherman was a magazine that we didn't talk about, but that's definitely high on the reading list sure. as well. So. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, a lot of, a lot of guys are into, into reading that, that's for sure.
1: That's great. Right.
0: Well, listen, Bruce, if uh, people want to take a uh, fishing trip with you and talk about great books, uh, who's the best uh, superhero, what, the best duck, all that
1: stuff, uh, how do they get lined up? Well, uh, you know all of those things. You just are spark conversations for the future, so <laughs> they can get a hold of me at RainyLakeGuiding.com dot com or my cell phone number seven six three two three eight seven five zero seven. All right.
0: Well, Bruce, uh, again, final time for the weekend. We're going out on the water. Just general fishing
1: info this time of year. What should people be doing? Well, you know, it's, the cold front has moved in. Use your electronics and move slow. Move your jig slow. Move your bait slow. Um, but you know the the presentations have to match the temperature and and so on so um, but slow things down um, even the jigging wraps of the world and stuff you don't have to give them the whip that you generally have when we were fishing with them so um, a little advice there um, you talk to the local bait stores talk you know get your stuff there and hey where are they biting and then hey why not go hire a guide? That's a nice way to to learn a lake and learn how to fish in the area for the fall. So um, give it a shot.
0: All right. He is Bruce Jean, the fishing machine, uh, just back into the uh, Paul Bunyan country area and uh, getting ready for some great fall fishing. Bruce, thanks for your time as always. Great to have you on the
1: show. You too, Kev. Thanks for the interview. Appreciate it. Now we're going fishing. Paul <laughs>
0: Bunyan country.
1: Legendary Kevin Jackson. <laughs>